listeners, welcome to People of Interest, where I discuss an individual in history who strikes my curiosity. I'm Jamie Arpan, and today I'm going to talk about one of the greatest chemists from the early 20th century. Percy Julian, an African-American man, defied the barriers of segregation in America to become a renowned chemist researcher who pioneered chemical synthesis of medical drugs from plants. Percy Julian was born in 1899 on April 11th to two school teachers in Montgomery, Alabama. His father heavily believed in the benefits of a well-rounded education and decided to pass it down to his own children. He spent part of every paycheck to build a personal library for Julian and his five other siblings. Due to segregation, children of color were prohibited from entering public libraries. Furthermore, schools for black children were substantially underfunded. In fact, public school stopped after eighth grade. For many white people at the time, a black person could not do anything beyond menial labor, so it was not worth taxpayer money to fund a high school. Nevertheless, racism would not stop Percy Julian. After graduating from eighth grade, he followed his parents' footsteps and joined a local teacher training school, where he was able to somewhat continue his education. He then was able to successfully be admitted into college in 1916 at the age of 17. The university he applied to was DePauw University in Greencastle, Indiana. Finally, someone from his family was able to attend college for the first time. Once Percy Julian arrived in Greencastle, it was easy to see racism ran rampant, just like in the South. While the college occasionally accepted black students, there was no housing for them. When Julian arrived, he was escorted to an off-campus boarding room. Food was another issue for him as well. It took a day and a half just to find a diner that was open to serving Julian food. This arrangement would never be sustainable. However, a fraternity associated with the college posted an opening for an individual to maintain their frat house. Percy Julian applied for the job, and in exchange for waiting on the residents and firing the furnaces, he was allowed to live in the basement and eat food provided by the fraternity. Julian's struggles in college did not stop there. Unlike his white classmates, he did not have the chance to attend high school. Along with his regular class load, Julian took remedial courses at a local high school. Despite all the setbacks present in his life, Julian succeeded to graduate as part of Phi Beta Kappa as well as first in his class. As a direct result of his achievements, his father decided to move the entire family to Greencastle. Julian's two brothers would go on to become doctors, and his three sisters all earned master's degrees. With the rest of his classmates, Julian applied to a multitude of graduate programs all over the country. Despite his outstanding academic achievements, not a single American university accepted his application. The only option left for him was to return to the South and teach black college students instead. In 1920, he became a chemistry instructor at Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee. It took him two years before he was able to obtain a scholarship to continue studying chemistry at Harvard University. Percy Julian's ultimate goal at this point in his life was to earn a doctorate in chemistry. In the spring of 1923, a year after starting his program, Julian achieved his master's, the first step towards his ambition. However, he only stayed there for three more years without receiving his doctorate. It's not officially confirmed, but most conclude Harvard's strict code on segregation played into his resignation from the program. 
One of the requirements to obtain a doctorate at the university mandated the doctoral candidate to work as a teaching assistant. The only problem for Julian, though, was that the school was afraid of white students protesting at being taught by a black teacher. Since he could not fulfill the necessary requisites, his scholarship money ran out, and Julian once again had to lead the world of researching chemistry. Percy Julian returned to teaching at a black college, this time at West Virginia State College in Charleston, West Virginia. However, he would not stay there for long. Julian soon secured an invitation to research and teach at Howard University, which was one of the most distinguished black universities at the time. Through his new position at Howard, he gained a fellowship in 1929 that allowed him to take leave and study abroad at the University of Vienna in Austria to earn his PhD. Vienna during this time period was considered the hub of natural products chemistry, which is the study of substances produced by living organisms. Ultimately, this concentration of chemistry would provide the foundational knowledge for Julian's future discoveries. His studies at the university focused on substances known as alkaloids, which are produced genetically by certain plants. They are typically components that cause adverse reactions in plants and animals due to defensive mechanisms found in both groups. Some examples include caffeine and nicotine. For the first time in Percy Julian's life, he was able to hone in on studying chemistry. Finally, in 1931, almost a decade later after his initial applications to graduate school, Julian obtained his doctorate. He bid farewell to his acquaintances and colleagues in Austria and returned to Howard University with a new goal in mind. He wanted to completely transform the chemistry department from just a lecture course to a research-focused department. Howard University had yet to officially publish any studies on the subject. Despite his newfound success, with great power comes great responsibilities. As the head of the chemistry department, Julian became subject to and actively participated in university politics. The president of Howard University ordered Julian to pressure another researcher into resigning, which he followed through with. In turn, the now ex-researcher published Julian's private letters from his time in Vienna to a local newspaper. The contents contained details of his venturous affairs and disparaging remarks about various co-workers. A little while later, it came out that Percy Julian was having an affair with his lab assistant's wife. The university president and Julian were ousted from their positions by their adversaries, who utilized the damaging headlines as a pretext for their actions. Disgraced, Percy Julian found himself back at DePaul University in Indiana. He no longer taught and exclusively worked on chemistry research. In order to pursue this lifestyle, he committed to a new project that would either rebuild his reputation or demolish what was left of it. The task consisted of artificially constructing an alkaloid called physostigmine, utilized to treat glaucoma. The alkaloid used to treat glaucoma eases the tightness of the eye's outflow channels to lower excessive pressure and avoid blindness. By completing the first synthesis of physostigmine, he made a significant advancement in the field of medicinal chemistry. Despite suffering prejudice because of his race from predominantly white institutions, Julian's synthesis of physostigmine was a turning point in American chemical history and brought him respect from scientists all over the world. Julian's commitment and tenacity significantly advanced the science of chemistry 
and set the path for future generations to broaden the use of medicinal drugs from plants. His next notable achievement came from soybeans. Currently, at this point in time, chemists were attempting to form a new cost-effective solution for creating steroids, including cortisone and sex hormones. Percy Julian discovered during his studies that stigmistrol, a byproduct of the stigmine synthesis from his earlier research, could be used to make progesterone and other sex hormones. In order to advance his investigation, he wrote to the Gildan Company in Chicago in 1936 and requested samples of soybean oil. Gildan unexpectedly appointed him as the Soya Division's Director of Research. When water seeped into a tank of pure soybean oil, Julian found that stigma stroll was present in a dense white mass that developed. With this finding, he created a new industrial method for generating progesterone in enormous amounts every day by synthesizing it from stigmistrol. This innovation also made it possible to create more sex hormones. This would prove crucial to the future development of birth control and other prescription drugs. Percy Julian stayed with Gildan until 1954. Then he decided to establish his own business under the name Julian Laboratories with locations present in both the United States and Mexico. Most of his employees consisted of young black men and women he hired directly from his connections at Gildan. Of course, not everything went well for Percy Julian. His growing success brought him new wealth, so he decided to move his family into a wealthy all-white neighborhood in Chicago called Oak Park. Soon after, he started getting death threats, and someone attempted to set his house on fire. These harrowing events pushed Julian into advocating for civil rights. At first, he didn't commit to anything huge, just joined the fair housing movement already starting in Oak Park. However, he soon started focusing on a bigger picture, organizing a nationwide fundraising drive for the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, and constructing speeches and interviews in which he stressed the dire situation of black people in America. In the year 1973, Julian became second African-American to receive the prestigious recognition of becoming a member of the National Academy of Sciences. Despite facing significant challenges during a period marked by strong racial inequality in the U.S., he was able to succeed as a scientist and entrepreneur. Sadly, two years later, Percy Julian passed away on April 19, 1975, at the age of 76. His lifetime of work earned him more than 100 patents, related to chemical formulas, and dozens of rewards as well as honorary degrees. Julian preserved through some of the hardest barriers to break through during the 1900s. Throughout his lifetime, he constantly faced racism and discrimination due to the color of his skin. But Julian was able to overcome the challenges and successfully developed effective methods to curate some of the most important alkaloids in prescription medicine. Thank you for tuning in to People of Interest. This is Jamie Arpan, signing off.